Welcome to Alternatives to AA. This is Joshua Robinson, and I've been three years sober. And I'm Monique Robinson, and I'm two years sober. And we're here on a mission to help make the difficult journey of sobriety even easier to manage. Nobody in my world ever thought that I'd actually manage to be sober. So now we're taking what we've learned in the last decade to be able to help you too. And we're not against AA. We just need to learn how to manage the other 23 hours of the day. From communication to relationships to self-care, we're going to show you how to cope when your triggers try to take you down. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. to uncover not only how to live without alcohol, but to thrive in sobriety and to swap out your addiction for a better life with the help of Alternatives to AA. So let's go. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Alternatives to AA. We're going to talk about gratitude and why that will help you stay sober. Mm -hmm. Um, So practicing the art of gratitude greatly reduces the chances of getting to the stage of fuck it. Yeah. And once there, you know, the the probability of you drinking once at that stage, as you guys probably know, is very high probability of drinking. Yeah. So we're just kind of going to talk to you guys about how to slow yourself down and find the gratitude so you don't get to, like Josh said, the fuck it stage. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, yeah, having gratitude um, can be very hard to practice, especially when you're dealing with a lot of problems in life that you know, usually coincides with people drinking more. Yeah, that's true. But no matter how bad the situation is, you can always find a silver lining. Um, And when you focus on that, even if the world is crumbling around you, it really does help. I mean, a lot of us right now are dealing with COVID and the consequences of COVID and the backlash, whether it's financially, whether it's emotionally, whether it's losing people in your family or just the emotional toll it's taken on the people in your family. Um, Trying to find the little bits of gratitude, even throughout all that darkness is just so important. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's so much with regards to even like, you know, inflation, all these kinds of things Monique was touching on Mm -hmm. um, financial. An example for me um, in regards to gratitude uh, probably would have to do with, when I got my second DUI and I had to spend uh, 10 days in jail, mm-hmm. um, it was supposed to be more than that, but that's a whole nother thing. Thank God um, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It had to do with COVID. I, I went in at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, when I was there for the 10 days, most of the people there were, were like very depressed, mm-hmm. you know, cause they couldn't see their family, friends, you know, they couldn't do the things that they wanted to do, whether those were good or bad. Right. And you know, they couldn't see their wife um, fiance, actually a lot of them, um, had a wife or fiance and they were getting left by those significant others, which was very upsetting. Um, which I get it to a certain extent, but it was, it was definitely hard. Um, so I had that going for me. Monique wasn't leaving me, thankfully. (laughs) So I struggled with some of the issues that everyone else was struggling with in regards to, um, you know, not being able to do what I really wanted to. So instead of focusing on what I couldn't control, I focused on uh, what I could so I could read books. So I I had this whole list um, of books to read that Monique was going to se- send me periodically, uh, which I'm kind of upset I didn't read all the books because there was a lot of really good ones. But So I was there for 10 days and I ended up reading three books 
Mm-hmm. And also, I just tried to um, have a positive outlook and spread that towards other people. So um, yes. when I was there, it was, you know, everyone's kind of just trying to have as good of a time as possible, even though it wasn't optimal. Um, it's not the best situation, but I mean... The one thing is, like, usually your average is, what, a book a year? And you ended up yeah. reading three in ten days? I mean, yeah. that's pretty darn good. Yeah, no, that is good because I have a um, problem with relaxing. Um, it's more of sitting still. <laughs> yeah, with sitting still. So reading books is very hard for me. My brother Nate, shout out to Nate Robinson. Um, he's kind of like that too, but now, now he's getting pretty good at reading some books. Mm -hmm. Um, but he usually likes to read things that are practical Yeah, and I'm I'm the same way, but you guys both like to read practical where I like, if I'm reading, I tend to like more of the fantasy stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll read true stories every once in a while, but I do like to read to escape. Yeah. That's, (laughs) that's like my brother, Zach Robinson and my dad. Yes. Uh, they're both like that. But for me, that's like, seems like the biggest waste of time ever, but (laughs) I probably need some kind of relaxing kind of escapism Mm -hmm. thing, which used to be alcohol, but now I need to find something better than that. Well, you use the Uh, gym. Yeah. I use the gym. That's true. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I took a very bad experience mm-hmm. and tried to make it positive and I actually made it somewhat enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I mean, truthfully, when you were away, um, I struggled with the gratitude thing. I did not have it at all. I ended up, that's when I relapsed. Um, that was the last time I relapsed because I just couldn't handle it with him not being here. I couldn't find anything to be happy about. I mean, like he was my boyfriend at the time. Um, was taken away, but you know, he was my boyfriend, but he was also the person that I talked to most about sobriety and everything. Kind of like lost your sponsor. It was like losing a sponsor. So it was, it was a big chunk for me having you go too. But while you were away, I also did start to appreciate how great it was when you were around. So that's when I actually did get myself sober again, because I realized like, okay, when he does come back, you want him to come back to someone that he still wants to be with, as well as like, I just needed to keep myself sane because I really thought you were gone for six months and, you know, like- Supposed to be. Supposed to be. And, you know, my friends, my family, they were all trying their best to help with it. um, And they really did. Um, But- you know, like I, I had to help myself and that that's the main thing. Like with any of the tips we give you guys, any of the tricks we give you guys, you still have to help yourself. You need Mm. other people, of course, Mm. because nobody survives this world alone. Um, but you do have to make these changes for yourself. Nobody will make them for you. Um, you know, and that's also one thing that people learn in Alan on a lot. Like, that, um, you know, as much as they want to save their significant other from, you know, whatever bad path they're heading down, they have to just be patient and let them come to the, I need to save myself now. Mm. Um, because, you know, like for a couple of years, everybody was telling me that I need to get sober, but I just did the things that they told me to do to get them to shut up. I didn't believe it. Um, but you then, have to, you have to want it yourself. You do. Cause it doesn't matter if everyone else in the whole world is mm-hmm. like, you're killing yourself. Yep. 
does not matter. Yeah, you could be sent to the greatest rehab on the planet, um, but if you're not mentally there and ready to make changes and accept the fact that, like, you're still alive, you're still... Like, I mean, that's one thing I'm gra- grateful for all the time. That's my biggest gratitude is I'm still alive. I shouldn't be um, with the levels that I got my alcohol to. Sometimes I really shouldn't be alive. So even when I can't find anything else to be grateful for, I'm still here. Um, yeah. So that's my biggest one. Yeah, no, that's that's powerful because honestly, before this, we, we did this podcast, I was talking to Monique. I'm like you know, didn't know how much work actually goes into these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not making any money. And, but our whole reason for starting the podcast was honestly to help one person. And we've already got somebody that said that it was helping him. So I'm like, yeah, we should probably still keep doing, even though it is, you know, it's, it's definitely hard, but it's also uh, therapeutic for us because talking about this Mm -hmm. um, helps us out. Yeah. Um, and helps us stay sober. Cause that's honestly the most important thing. It can, the longer you're sober, the more you can kind of forget about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, 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 like when we're talking about this too, this podcast actually helps with our gratitude too, because it reminds us where we started, where we are and where we're hoping to go. Um, now I'm getting all like teary. I, I know I'm too getting emotional. <laughs> no, it's, it's weird because. Um, Because like, yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, that's the idea of having people in AA. I mean, that's, that's how it constantly reminds you. And that's when you listen to the stories and different things. So you don't necessarily need like an AA meeting, but you need people who are in, in it with you. Um, So you can hear their beginning, their current and where they're going. Because it it can inspire you to change your direction. It can inspire you to just find a new thing to be grateful for. Um, So, you know, you just all the little ways to be grateful in the world. Mm. It's hard to train yourself to find them. But when you train yourself to look for them, it's amazing how much brighter the world gets, how much happier the world gets, how much lighter the world gets. Cause like I always talk about when I feel so much pressure, how I literally feel like there's weight on my body. Like it's a physical pressure on my body. Um, but when I can find the little gratitude things, it's like people are taking little bits of weight off me, like little five pound weights, just kind of like, here you go, here you go, here you go. And it just like, it makes my day easier to move through. Mm. So. No, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. That that was a lot. That was really good. <laughs> and and I had something else to say, but uh I forgot it. But no, it's oh, I was gonna say that um like slowing down is honestly a big part of it too. Yeah. I have trouble with that because I always gotta keep going, going, going. Mm-hmm. Um but slowing down is really it's it's easier said than done, but yeah. Um that's that, true. That definitely helps out. And I would say probably just not, I mean, this is, people are realizing this now, but probably just not going on social media as much and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. because that, that causes a lot of anxiety. Like, for example, like I lift weights, but I'm nowhere, you know, I'm not like squatting like 600 pounds, 700 pounds. I'll squat like 300. 
Um, and I used to be a little stronger. But when you see people that are literally twice or three times as strong as you, it's very depressing. But then you realize, okay, that's their whole life kind of thing. But he keeps forgetting that he's one of the strongest guys in our gym. So that that's where, like, it's the relativity thing is what he was getting to. Yeah. Um, because maybe compared to the rest of the world, he may not be the strongest. But, like, in our community, he is one of them. Um, so, like, you know, I mean, maybe not the biggest guy in our community, no. but, like, you're still... You're still in the top percent there. Yeah. Um, so it's just a relativity thing um, mm -hmm. with all the social media stuff. And like, like that's one of those silver linings. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like you can tell yourself like, well, in the community, I'm one of the strongest guys. So that's all that really matters. Like, yeah. you know, and I am strong and I take care of myself. That's what really matters. Not, oh, crap. Um, not that I know any of the bodybuilder names, um, but uh thor thor i'm he's never not a bodybuilder. what he's not oh chris bumstead okay Ronnie coleman dorian I, yates sure any of those guys i mean you're not gonna be as big as them because no. that was their entire world also not yeah i don't want to die 30 years yeah i'd prefer you not yeah that would no be thanks. bad yeah um <laughs> But yeah, so that all kind of has to do with, you know, the perfectionist attitude mm -hmm. toward life, which a lot of alcoholics have. And yeah. I, I still have that type of attitude, um, but I'm trying to relax more and just live life because like, what's the point if you're all stuck up all the time, right? Sure. Um, so like once you're used to a specific type of lifestyle, um, it's pretty easy to, you know, get upset when things don't meet your expectations. Mm -hmm. And so a great way of like overcoming this is to, you know, like write down every morning three things that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. It could be, oh, wow, it's really sunny out today. Or it could be, you know, my wife loves me. Or it could I be, um, <laughs> you know, I got a promotion at a job, whatever. It could be big stuff. It could be small stuff, but just three things every day. If you do this for a week, you know, you'll be surprised on how much happier you'll probably be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it only takes like a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be huge things, like I said. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, and when you're first getting sober, it's very difficult to find those things. Um, so give yourself like this is, again, one of those times you got to practice patience because it's hard at the beginning um, when you're getting sober to find something like, yeah, I'm so happy to be doing this for myself. Um, so even if it's like, even if it's something like I made it to work without a headache or I was able to eat three solid meals today without any alcohol, that's a good day. Um, I was able to drive my car without fear of who was behind me because you know when you're when you're repeat, like drinking all the time even when you think you're like sober you still have a habit of looking in the back window like who's following me mm. um so you can even be grateful for the fact that no you don't have to worry about who's following you um you can be grateful for the fact that you were able to pay your bills you can be grateful for or even if you don't pay your bills that you're still, you still, uh, are living there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Know. You have a, you have a roof over your head. Um, 
you have someone to talk to, you know, like you can find it in the littlest, littlest of things, um, you know, and you can even create your own things to be excited for too, to kind of distract yourself away from the fact that you're taking away something, even though you're not taking anything away that's going to hurt you. You're taking away your addiction, your alcohol, your things like that. With that, instead of treating it as I'm taking away my alcohol, start speaking yet in more gratitude terms too. Like I'm giving myself more time. Mm. I'm giving myself more time for new opportunities. Like Josh and I actually, we started taking a pottery class. Not that I'm very good at it, but we have time to try. <laughs> um, you're giving yourself something like, so make sure even especially in your new sobriety, make sure to try to teach yourself positive words, gratitude words, not you're taking away something. I'm giving myself time. I'm giving myself no headaches. I'm giving myself a healthier body. I'm giving myself a longer future. You know, like whatever words work for you that give you that little spark, like, all right, there's some reason I'm doing this because truthfully at the beginning of sobriety, every time I tried, because I mean, we've told you guys, I had to retry. Well, I don't know how many times I had to retry, but I know it's more than 10. <laughs> so there was a lot of tries. Um, but every time I had to restart, I had to give myself some reason to start because, you know, when you're in your addiction, you want to stay. That's your brain teaching you to stay right there, it's, right in that it's moment. It's comfy. It's comfy. You know, in a it's, weird way. It, well, it's the comfort you know, but like it's not necessarily comforting. It's just the tricks you tell yourself. Mm. Like, like one of the tricks I used to tell myself is this slows me down so I can sleep. Mm. Guess what? If I actually just move around the house a little bit more, accomplish a few extra things, I naturally make myself more tired. Yeah. In regards, in regards to sleep, I, I just saw a study recently um, that even one drink mm -hmm. messes with your uh, REMs. Oh, your sleep so, cycle? Yeah. One drink is like, it messes up like 10%. And by the time you drink like four drinks, it's 35%. So that's substantial. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, don't that, quote me, but I'm pretty that sure that's, it's pretty... So even just like one drink, because, you know, a lot of um, articles will recommend, you know, one drink's healthy for you. Mm -hmm. um, no. <laughs> so another thing that like I didn't even realize that my family did that was teaching my brother and I gratitude growing up. So my dad would every night do our nightly prayer. And I think we were probably five, six, somewhere around there. When dad started saying that every night we would have to add something that we were thankful for, that we were grateful for. And, you know, like five and six year olds, we were like new toy, you know, like things like that. Um, you know, like got to go in the pool today, you know, like silly things. But it was even teaching two children how to be thankful and happy that we had the opportunities, mm. you know. So now like. You know, now my prayers, you know, they're much more involved, obviously, that comes with maturity. Um, but it was teaching me 
every single day, even when I was like a teenager and annoyed the fact that my dad would not let me eat my food, no matter how hungry I was, until I just said one thing I was grateful for. And I know that takes two seconds. So I literally was stopping myself from eating. Um, But it would drive me nuts sometimes. But now I'm just so thankful that he instilled that, like him and my mom instilled that. But like, it's like a normal habit. Yeah, it was a normal habit. Um, So it did help a lot of times, even when I was having struggles um, with sobriety or lack of sobriety, it did still give me something to be grateful for because, you know, especially when you're really deep in your addiction, it's near impossible to find anything you're grateful for. Um, You know, you're drinking away your problems at that point. You're drinking away your pain at that point. Um, So finding any gratitude is impossible, but I always manage to be like, well, I'm not outside. I have a house, (laughs) you know, like even when I was pissed off at everything, well, I'm not starving to death. I have food. That's good. You know, like it had a little bit of malice. It had a little bit of attitude, but I still was trying to find the little positive things. Hmm. So, you know, that was a good lesson. Yeah, that was really smart that your dad did that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, an example of this is um, when me and Monique went on this really cool road trip, mm-hmm. which I'd never even been on a road trip really, ever. Um, uh, sometimes I would go to Vermont or to the beach, but never like a road trip, road trip. Yeah. And um, so we started actually in Ohio to help move a friend in. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be the whole trip, but I was like... If we're going all the way out there, why don't we just keep going? So from there, we went to um, Kentucky. Then we went to Oklahoma to see my friend Tweety. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some really cool pictures with fireworks there. Yeah. That um, was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was awesome. And then we went to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see my aunt and uncle in Kansas. So that was exciting. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, we went to this place where... Uh, they do all this gardening and this one famous singer, she kind of runs it all. She yeah. was one of the Dixie Chicks? She was one of the Dixie Chicks. Um, yeah, so it's it's an arboretum. It's out in Kansas. I don't remember the exact name, but my aunt works there um, and she adores it. Uh, so it happened to be on the way back. So we stopped there so she could actually show it to us. So that was really cool to see. Yeah, she volunteers um, there like mm-hmm. twice a week. It's, it's so beautiful. It um, is. If you ever get a chance to see it, go stop by because yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. And then from there, we went to Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We got to see, um, and I'm forgetting that too. The Grand Old Opry. <laughs> the Grand, yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so anyone that's ever been famous in- uh, Country music. Yeah. They're not really famous, famous until they've sang there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool. Um, we didn't see anyone famous yet. But maybe someday. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then we went to Myrtle Beach. And at Myrtle Beach is actually when I wrote this uh, this podcast out mm-hmm. with the help of Monique, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 We, you know, and even on that trip, we just, it was just an amazing trip. And just getting to see different things in the world, too. That helps with gratitude, too. You know, like, just being able to experience a couple different people's way of life even because you know new jersey is its whole different world compared to different parts of the u.s it really is um 
you know, and fortunately, like I've gotten to travel a decent amount. Um, so I've seen different parts, but you know, if you grow up in your hometown and you never leave, you really don't realize how different the world can be. Um, you only see things a certain way. Yeah. And teaching yourself about different ways the world can be also can help you again with the gratitude thing. Um, it can help you find your natural rhythm, things that make you happy. Um, like an example of that is uh, growing up, I hated everything with dirt. No, no dirt for Monique. No way in hell was I did not like dirt. Um, I cried the first time I actually got dirty by accident. Like I shut down. It was kind of funny now to think about. Um, but now, um, you know, with Josh, like Josh brought me out into the world and like showed me nature and not nature that like was flipping me out. Um, just the beauty in it. And that actually helped out with our wedding, um, uh, with wedding planning, because we literally, so we got married in 2021, but we got engaged in 2020, right? When COVID's all happening. Um, so it was a few months after COVID started, we got engaged and because of like Josh kind of opening my eyes, to everything, which is why it cracks me up when he says he's not great at gratitude, like he can find great happiness in little things. And he taught me that being outside um, because, you know, if it was two years ago, um, two years previous, I would have dug my heels in. I would have been the bride that would have delayed the wedding four times if I had to, to stay inside. Because, which was a lot of brides. Yeah, which was a lot of brides. Um, because I always was like, no, I don't want it to rain on my wedding day. Like, what if that happens? Then my dress will get muddy, muddy. And like, you know, I, I was very like, oh my God, it like, if it, if it has to be outside, the world will end. Well, with COVID and everything and everything Josh had taught me, I was able to just get comfortable. And we had plans all the way A, B, C, D, all the way up to F. And they included a tent on the lawn at my, at the church and included being out, well, in an inside but outside area for our reception and everything. But I had become, like, I was fine with that. Um, you know, we were kind of incorporating a lot of our wedding about being in nature. So, you know, like the flowers and everything. And I had actually gotten comfortable with it. And now, like, Josh and I are talking about having, like, a vegetable garden and everything. And it's kind of cracking up people that have known me their whole life, like, you know, to know me as a kid. And now I'm turning into like a little farmer girl. They're like, what happened? But it's just me. That's my way of finding beauty in the world. Like, you know, getting like that really good vegetable that tastes just so much better because it's like homegrown or, you know, farm fresh eggs or just making a new recipe out of all that too. Like that's little things I find joy in. So that's my gratitude now. So I'm trying to incorporate it into like our future lifestyle. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I was going to say one other thing about the trip was mm -hmm. when we saw those huge windmills, Yes, it was amazing. Like I never seen one before and you were just like in awe. Mm -hmm. So just seeing stuff like that, you know, I know, it's not like an everyday thing, but if you can try to, even just like, if you just try to go on a hike and climb a big mountain and look down and be like, wow. Cause like, it's a I'm different, so, it's a different view from up there. Yeah. And it, it just puts things in perspective that it's not all about you. That's mm -hmm. like a huge part of gratitude. Like I'm so tiny, like my problems, you know, they're, they're not even really as big as you might think. 
Yeah. And and there's nothing. Part. And, you know, they also, your problem could be nothing compared to someone else's problem. I mean. It's all relative. Yeah, we're complaining about little tiny things, but, like, people in Ukraine are dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. They're the ones that deserve to complain, not us. But, mm. you know, in the relativity of our day, we see the things that are going on and, you know, we find ways to complain. Yeah. So, But if we start to practice gratitude and even say stuff like, you know, our country is not at war. Like, mm. let's be thankful for that. Like, um, you know, people in my town are relatively very safe compared to other places in the world. Let's be thankful about that, you yeah. know? Um, you know, and obviously we're saying things for us and we hope that you can find like gratitude and peace and different things in your circumstance. And if you ever want to talk to talk about it, Josh and I are open to talking to you guys about it too, because we want to help people find these things. So if you're ever hearing something we're talking about that you're like, I'm not sure how to find that for myself. We're happy to talk to you guys about it um, yep. to help walk you through it. So you can find that because that is the point of this podcast. We want to help people get to a happier, safer, healthier place in their life. Yeah, exactly. And um, going off that, um, you know, the these little tiny inconveniences or problems that it just, it just honestly, I'm going to talk about it, but it's kind of embarrassing. We were on the, we were on a great trip and a couple of times when we couldn't get into the parking garage could, um, or our rooms right away, I I got really like uh, upset about it <laughs> and honestly a bit angry. And it was just, it was just so silly because, you know, on this, on this great trip and I'm complaining that I can't get in like quick enough, you know, mm -hmm. and these things would have never happened a couple of years ago. Right. Um, so it's just crazy. And, uh, you know, I took, all, yeah, we had no money a couple of years ago, so a trip like that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it never would have happened, especially with the price of gas. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I took it as an attack on the vacation. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, nothing can go wrong. This is supposed to be the perfect vacation, perfectionist kind of thing again. And um, yeah, it was just it was just so embarrassing afterwards. Um, but, you know... You try to learn from those experiences and like, you know, next time maybe don't freak out for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's something that all of us have to remind ourselves, like tomorrow is a new day. We can try again. Like anything you do in life, pretty much you can try again if you really need to. Mm -hmm. um, so like you have to forgive yourself for making the mistakes. And that's something I have to tell myself all the time. Um, like I get easily flustered if i'm trying to do something or make something like that's why pottery is very difficult for me um because i get very easily flustered when it's like it's perfect it's perfect it's perfect oh my god i destroyed the whole thing um so it's it's very difficult but you have to understand like there's more clay there's there's another you can try again next week you know like things like that so just a lot of times of just slowing down and realizing there's good things, even even if your world is extremely dark right now, because my world has been that way sometimes. 
and it's very difficult to find it in those times. But like, like I said before, in those times, that's when you reach out to people, even if it's us, even if you need to reach out to a stranger, um, because sometimes like having the anonymous, you know, back, like uh, talking back, like it'll help you get to a place where you don't have the outside influences. You don't have your friends telling you, I think you should do this without you realizing it. You can just get there yourself. So, yeah. And I want to like also say that, that we're, we're talking about our experiences mm -hmm. and not, it's not trying to be like all about us. Cause sometimes when I'm listening to me talk or when you're talking, mm -hmm. I'm like, are we just talking too much about ourselves? And I'm not, we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to show like our experience mm -hmm. for what we did. And, and if you can relate in any way. Yeah. So I'm just, I just want to say that I don't, those just coming to me. So we'll leave you guys off with some quotes about gratitude today. Mm -hmm. um, the first quote is thankfulness is the beginning of gratitude. Gratitude is the completion of thankfulness. Thankfulness may consist merely of words. Gratitude is shown in acts. Mm -hmm. That's by Henry Frederick Amiel. And the second one is gratitude turns what we have into enough. That's anonymous. Mm -hmm. And then gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. That's Marcus Tullius Cicero. Uh, gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. And that's Melody Beattie. I really like that one. And here's from Epicetus. Uh, he is a wise man who does not grieve for the things which he has not, but rejoices for those which he has. And this is um, a study. This is not a quote, but this is a study from um, Positive Psychology that they found that a one-time act of gratitude, just one time, uh, produced an immediate 10% increase in happiness and a 35% reduction in depressive symptoms. And these effects last for three to uh, six months. That was from the American Psychologist uh, Journal. And that, I mean, that just encourages you to continue to do, like, positive things. Because, I mean, like, if you can increase your happiness like that by just doing that... But then there's like a timeline on it too. Like it only lasts a couple months. So you just keep doing it, but it'll make your overall world better. So four times a year, you got to do it at least. <laughs> well, I'd hope you do it a little bit more than that. But yeah, a minimum of four times. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we hope that you got something from everything that we've had to say today. Um, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. And if you ever have any questions for us, please feel free to shoot us a message. And yeah, we'll see you next time, guys. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to Alternatives to AA. If you would like to contact us directly, please shoot us an email at alternatives to AA 2021 at gmail.com. We also hope that you continue to join us on Mondays at 6 p.m. You can watch us live on YouTube. You can subscribe to us that way as well. You can leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you please leave a rating and an honest review. We'll see you next week. Bye.